Shout out to our awesome sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand that we are obsessed with. Obsessed. Obsessed. <laughs> I got today, actually, the Untamed collection. I am one of those girls that only wears black gym wear and generally just black all in my wardrobe. And I got the lace bra and the matching leggings and they are so comfortable. And I would say that for the bra, I have really big boobs and I just thought, you know, I really struggle with sports bras that my tits constantly like flop out of them. I don't feel secure. And honestly, I just think that this bra is perfect because it's high neck and it is super supportive. So really, really recommend it. Love it. And I am delighted to report that we are offering a 20% discount that I will be availing of this evening, Fiona, because I love their collection. So if you use the code LOVEBITES20, it's applicable on full price items only. This can be used online and in store. So there's two stores in Dubai, one on Alwassel Road and one at the beach. They also ship globally. If you're buying from outside of Dubai, then you get free express global shipping with all taxes being covered by El Couture. Which is brilliant news. Thank you so much, El Couture. The following podcast contains strong language and explicit content. And if that offends you, then I suggest you switch this This off. is a Podcast Now production. I have heard and read a stat that granny porn or like quote unquote geriatric porn is like one of, it's like a really um, popular category. Right. Because I think this, this is my theory on it. Okay. And on. once my ex-boyfriend's friend told me this. I went out with um, a guy from Qatar who went to university in America. Um, okay. And he used to tell me that I had pretty titties. <laughs> so he was kind I of... <laughs> Welcome to Love Bites, a podcast about all the things you were told you couldn't talk about. You have a delightful fact for us today, Laura. Yes, Fiona. We all love a blue job. (laughs) Let me say that again. A blue job in this family. Do you know where the blue job supposedly derived from? No, tell me. Okay, there's two schools of thought. So firstly, it is meant to have originated from ancient Egypt around the 24th century BC, but more interestingly, and potentially not true, but I think it's a great fact. There was a man called Arthur Blue, and he was an army leader in the Battle of Hastings, 1066. The troops' morale was often low, so he devised a cunning method of keeping spirits up by instructing his wife to orally service them as they waited in line. The troops, being grateful for such stress relief, refer to her daily doings as a blue job in honour of their fearless leader. I mean, <laughs> do you think, I I think that could be quite, it's quite plausible. I think it's quite plausible. My only thing is, she, like, can you imagine the lockjaw? Can you imagine the, like, she would 100% have had syphilis? She would have had herpes or rickets yeah. or something to that effect, but great. Rickets? That's is rickets, se- no, rickets, rickets is, is when you... Rickets is not a sexual disease. Rickets is when you... Didn't eat enough limes on the ship. Yeah, I think she was eating enough. Anyways, we are coming to the end of season two. What the fuck? This is the end of season two. This is our last episode. Yes, coming to at the end of season two. Oh my god! What a ride it's been. Twenty-four episodes. I feel like they just 
go like this. I know, and we are recording live from the podcast now, HQ, which is JJ's house, and he's sitting right next to us. So our amazing producer, right, we did actually find out a little fact about him. Can we tell it, JJ? You're famous, basically. So JJ used to be a famous pop star. I love this. He was on the X Factor year... 2013, wasn't it? Yeah. 2013. And he was in a band called the Kingston Boys. <laughs> what was it? What was it? The Kingston Road. Kingsland Road. The Kingsland Road. Kingsland Road. And they got to the live shows and he was a little hottie and had a massive big curtain hanging over to the side. Were you a bit of an emo, JJ? Anyways. Um, Fiona, how have you been? I've been so well. Thank you. I love doing these. I literally know, it's looking so at nice. your face. And it's so lovely to see you. So and I just love you. you. I'm so glad. I mean, I'm not I, I'm manifesting your visa coming through, but right also on. it is nice to see you. Yeah. I'm good. I've got my date with the American on yes, Saturday, perfect. which you and JJ might potentially crash, which I think will be quite funny. Although yes. I don't know, I feel I feel a bit bad. Is that a bit weird? I don't no. know. So do you know my, my dream has always been like not my dream, I sound like Martin Luther King, but like like it's always been I've always wanted to because I'm such a social person to be on a date and then like see a group of my best friends and then we all like hang out. Is that a bit of a like an ambush with him? No, not at all because actually I really want to go to the place that we're going. It's a super yeah. nice sunset spot and I think that would be absolutely lovely. Well, we do say, so this place is called Basola, it's in mm-hmm. Dubai. It's we talk like, about it often. It's really nice. Yeah. Um, I actually suggested it because the guy lives in Abu Dhabi, but it is a place that's a green flag. Mm-hmm. If someone suggests Basola, it's a green flag. Okay. I would say that for sure. Are you nervous, excited? I don't know. I'm not nervous as of yet. I'm sure I'll get nervous on the date. My, oh, do you know what is nerve-wracking always about like a first date, whether you've met the person or not? It's that like actually it's more nerve-wracking when you haven't met them because obviously this guy's from Raya. My first Raya. Oh, yeah. My first Raya date. Um, a social media platform for stuck-up wankers. Yeah, basically. Okay, cool. Just to confirm. Just in it's case the, you want like, familiar. initial like... The first like, hi. That's the wor- That's the worst bit because you're like, you know, instantly. I always know from the first like, hello, yeah. whether or not it's a go or not. Yeah. So I'm. All- that's the bit that I'm always nervous about, and then I always go to the loo, and then I'll message and be like, yes or no. But you have been chatting with him quite a long time. Well, not quite a long time. Like two, two and a half weeks now. On video call. We did have a video call, which I quite liked. Okay. That, this is my first time. My friend Nita does this a lot. She always video calls her dates. I think that's quite good, though, no? I think it's... A, do you know what I think our generation, or maybe below us, the upcoming one, they've got a real issue with phone calls? Yeah, I don't like, like it. I love a phone call. I, I am so shit at getting back to messages. You are. I must have 900 on-read messages. Why not just freaking call the person and chat it out? So I actually think what he's doing is really good. I think it's, um, I don't know, my um, Flick the Beanie was like, I think it's because he's American. He's like, apparently Americans call. I do like his Americanness. I know it sounds a bit weird. So any of our American listeners, please do write in and say if I'm correct about American guys he seems to be a bit more like keen but polite yeah. do you know what I mean like I feel like British guys like they always try and fucking play it cool apart from JJ obviously <laughs> can't say the 
Saucy's here. But well, like, you know, I don't know. I feel like he seems more like interested and like he seems super keen, but it's not like creepy. Yeah. It's not, I don't feel love bombed. Do you know what would really give me the ick Fiona? Yeah. If he like did one of two things. Oh my God. High fived me or called me dude. I don't Americans think he'll call love you dude, that. Yeah, that but he 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 has a potential high five. I don't okay. know. I think he's look. He, the, honestly, the way he looks is so American. Like he's so fucking American looking, and we have had quite a lot of fun because I, I'm obviously quite English, and he's super American. So there are like phrases and things like that. Like I said to him, I was like, I can't remember what I was saying. I was like, oh, I'm watching this thing. He was like, oh, how are you watching? It? I was like, oh, I've got a dodgy box. So obviously for people that live in Dubai, people don't live in Dubai, a dodgy box. We can't get like terrestrial TV out here. So you buy like a box from like this dodgy man. Actually, it was my friend's husband who brought it over. But like, it's just like, it's basically like an illegal box. So it's called a dodgy box. And he was like, a box in the US is a vagina. So it's like, I've got a dodgy vagina, well, which was really funny. That's an opener. So like, and there have been like, there have been phrases that I've said. I said holly bobs to him and he was oh like, God. what the fuck? He's like, what the fuck is that? Did you say that on purpose? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I was like, oh, I thought you were still on holly bobs. He was like, what the hell is holly bobs? And like, there were quite a few things that he, I've said, like slang, that he's just been like, I have no idea what you're talking okay. about. So I think that's quite fun. I've never gone out with an American before. Have you? I went out with um, a guy from Qatar who went to university in America um, and he used to tell me that I had pretty titties. (laughs) So he was kind of... (laughs) So he was the one that when I had sex with him, he used to say, you take it, bitch, you take it, bitch. You know, like he learned sex from porn. Anyways, for 10 years, he went to university in UCLA. So I guess he was kind of American, um, but also from... Pretty titties. Pretty, oh, God. Oh God. That's, this is the only thing, like, I, you know, I like... I have spoken to him on the phone, so I know like he's not like I don't know like I don't want I don't want him to say like I love your titties. I couldn't do that, <laughs> and like obviously mine are big, so they're obviously going to come up in conversation. Oh, he might tell you as you get up and walk away to the toilet. He might tell you you have a nice fanny, and fanny to Americans is ass, not not really? bother. Wait, oh my god, stop it! But like a I'm fanny gonna pack. I'm going to ask him. They would never say a bum bag. They say fanny pack. Yeah, but like, I don't know, like... <gasps> JJ, the cat is eating the flowers, if you want to mind. <laughs> so we thought when we came to our lovely producer's house, everything would be just be so slick, but actually his cat is munching on some lovely flowers that um, that we bought for them. Anyways, Fiona, tell us about the letter. This is a really, so, really a Really one. interesting. So last night um, I was reading this book called A Single Revolution by Shaney Silver so I think I mentioned it before I think I mentioned it a couple of episodes ago that I was going to read it Um, and it's basically about being empowered being single and she talks a lot about which I thought was so interesting and insightful but only like within the first chapter so this was like I got all these like profound thoughts from the first chapter she says things like one, that it's not wrong to be single, but society has made us feel like there's something wrong with us if we are single. And we either have to be one or the other, which is like we either have to be sworn off dating and sworn off men and like you must take a break from men or you must want a relationship. Why can't we just have both? Why can't we just be, you know, taking time for ourselves but also wanting a relationship or just like being single and like that's okay? And... um she talked about, um, you know, kind of the things that people say to single people, which is, for example, like, I get this so often. How are you single? Are you dating? And this is like, 
That's not a child being strangled. Never, <laughs> never will I hear about my dog barking after this. Um, so, <laughs> so, like, this is a reading from a, a reading from her book. <clears throat> These are the questions that single people get asked a lot. Like, how are you single? Are you dating? How are you dating? I bet you haven't tried this. Um, this will fix your singleness. Have you not met someone yet? I can't believe you're not single. But we would never ever go to like a married person and be like, "How are you married? How um how happy is your marriage? Have you tried therapy? Is uh, try this kind of therapy? This will fix your unhappy marriage." I can't believe you some you married someone. Like we would never say that to people. And um, this um, listener wrote in because she really resonated with this. So. I feel like I wrote this book. I was discussing the other day how content, how content and happy I am being single. I like my life and I can do what I want and when I want and have a full life. Meanwhile, I have countless friends who are married or in relationships and they are miserable or stressed or on the edge or have to quote unquote check before they do anything. Yet society accepts those people more because they are in a couple. It's ludicrous. On a side note, I sometimes get more interest from married men or men who are in relationships, sometimes from my friends' partners, than I do single men because they are not fulfilled and possibly because they see me as someone who's full of life, energy and passion, but their partners have perhaps become mundane or on the normal cycle of life and it isn't enough. I was deeply hurt by my ex and in the past and now I'm thankful because I would not have moved to Dubai traveled and lived I might have been on one of the ign- sorry I might have been one of the ignorant marrieds asking questions to single people so I thought that was so interesting to say because when I became single after seven years of being in a relationship our friend Amy said to me and I was like upset and I went around to her she was like being, and this was obviously granted when I was like 23, she was like, being single is the best thing ever. You don't have to tell anyone where you're going. You don't have to do anything. You can travel where you want, do what you want. And I think this is so interesting how a lot of people in relationships tend to be stressed. Obviously, a lot of people who are in unhappy relationships tend to be stressed. Like I was around my friend's house the other day we were talking about this couple who are like literally like the dream couple on Instagram. But like behind closed doors, he literally described it as like, I'm 100% on the edge all the time. Right. And it's like, and I feel like single people are totally boxed and like pigeonholed mm-hmm. into this. Um, why are you single? And it's like, and it, it is that thing of you have to be one or the other. You have to be completely sworn off men or you have to be wanting a boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Can't I just enjoy like yeah. going on a couple of dates? And like people used to, when I used to enjoy going on couples of, a couple of dates and like that's it, people like literally were like, I don't understand why. Or like they thought I was lying to myself. Yeah, absolutely. And I'll always talk about that time that I broke up with my fiance at the start of 2020. And you and I were hanging out all the time, going to the gym and just having a great time. And it was genuinely the happiest I had ever yeah. been in my life and yeah I was having a wonderful time wasn't trying to meet anybody wasn't on the apps was just happy and my own life and just was building it up and even the thing about being out here Fiona I feel like we're all so confined by like the rules and regulations of relationship society I've been out in Dubai for well I'm hoping to go to Australia please god my visa comes through and here's the thing Faye it's not normal normal quote-unquote for somebody to leave their partner for a month and every practically everybody said god what what has your boyfriend said about you being out here for that amount of time and every time I just want to say 
what fucking business is it of and by the way I love my boyfriend dearly and I consult them on everything and I run everything by him but if I want to take myself off for a month and if I want to extend my trip for another month what is it he is not my keeper and the same way I would not hold him to account for anything like that it's just something that I've noticed here everybody always just wants to know what does he say about that well it's respectfully nothing to do with him and I don't mean to sound cutthroat I just mean that like we are our own people coming to relationships we're not one half and one half coming to a relationship to male to form one person we're our own bloody people therefore when you are single you can live the most vibrant amazing life and not want to meet somebody and probably be living the best life possible while your uh, friend over there is happily married but fucking miserable like Let's move on. That was a bit but of a rant think, for me. I like that. I loved it. <laughs> Don't know where that came from. I enjoyed it. But also, like, a month apart from your boyfriend, as opposed to, like, the rest of your life you're going to live with him. Do you know what I mean? Like, in the grand scheme of things, one or two months, it's not that long. No, like, it's not. I feel like I've not. always been a bit of a free spirit. And Also, you've not got children yet. No, you know? and, you know, please, so, God, that'll happen soon. And if it does, there'll be no more going away. So enjoy there'll the be no more, There'll be no more gallivanting. But listen... Back to our saucy secrets. We did a shout out on Instagram last week asking for our readers to submit their saucy little sex secrets. And my goodness, did you deliver? Let me caveat this. These are all completely anonymous and there is absolutely no judgment because Fiona and I have a few secrets of our own, do we not? Should we start with our secrets? We can start off with our own secret. Have you got a secret? Well, you really fucked up my running order there, Fee, because I was actually going to, to tell a secret and then admit that one of these is actually mine. Oh, fuck. Okay, carry on then. Carry on. As you were. Go for it. <laughs> oh, I'm doing this one because Laura literally <laughs> said she couldn't say it out loud. Shout out to our amazing sponsors, El Couture, the female-founded, female-run athleisure brand. We absolutely love this brand and we are so excited to be working with them. I have a set, a pair of leggings and a matching bra from the Untamed collection and I am obsessed with it. Firstly, they feel like butter. They are so silky smooth. I've been trying to get back into health and fitness recently and I have really struggled with leggings that when I'm doing my burpees and sit-ups, my belly just like flumps over the leggings as they kind of roll down. But these El Couture leggings keep everything sucked Mm. into place and I am such a fan. Honestly, for me, I'm not anything that sucks me in and I've also heard that the Seamless Collection does the same, sucks you in and that's what you want as well. And also you really want leggings, especially with like these El Couture ones that aren't going to roll down when you're doing your workout because that's the worst. It's, the it's so worst. infuriating Ugh. because what I constantly do is fiddle with them and pull them back up and it just really puts me off the workout. So absolutely love them. Well, we have an amazing exclusive discount of 20% to use with our code LOVEBITES20 applicable on full price items only. This can be used online or in the store. They have two stores in Dubai, one on El Wassel Road and one on the beach JBR. They also offer four hour express delivery for purchases in Dubai, but they also ship worldwide for all our non-Dubai listeners. So thank you so much to our awesome sponsors, El Couture. <laughs> are, you, are you telling my secret? No, I'm not. 
Is this your secret? Oh no, I thought you were a, say the one no, that I told you off there that would actually have me kicked out of the UAE. And no, no, I wasn't okay. going to say your secret. Okay, thank God. But this is your secret. I was secret. like, please don't feel that. The anal skin tag is one thing, but that thing I told you, fucking no. <laughs> no, I draw the line at your yeah. skin tag. Don't yeah, worry. yeah, yeah. Okay. In the, <laughs> I can't, I can't, I'm just laughing at this. This was your. If this was your secret, I know it's not. In the privacy of my own room, I love to watch geriatric <laughs> porn. <laughs> More gilf than mill. Okay, so she means granny porn, right? Saggy balls. Yeah, or saggy vagina. Fuck. Good for her. Honestly, though, I have I have heard and read a stat that granny porn or like quote unquote geriatric porn is like one of it's like a really um, popular category. Right. Because I think this, this is my theory on it. Okay. And on. once my ex-boyfriend's friend told me this, when you get addicted to watching porn, mm-hmm. kind of like with anything, I guess with like sex or like BDSM or whatever, like you get to a, you get to a threshold where if you're watching it so much, it's not going to turn you on anymore. So you have to like try and find, like you go to like the next level and the next level. And obviously like something like geriatric porn is like really like, you've really tapped into your filth. So okay. like... <laughs> I don't mean to laugh. No judgment. Don't want to kink shame anyone. If granny porn is your thing, then you know. Do you know what? Going, Good for her. Good for her. It's not from. I do like a little bit of. I was going to say it could have been a guy, but most of our, most of our listeners and followers. Are Would girls. you have a little pinch on for maybe a little bit of milf or dill? Uh, yeah, maybe a oh one hundred percent dill. I think I like the kind of the the daddy comes home, the mom's <clears> drunk, <throat> and then like he hooks up with a babysitter. Yeah, that's hot. That's that's hot. I could definitely do like a, a like a hot like silver fox dad. We all know I like a silver fox, like a hot dab. I just don't want to see saggy balls. Do you know what I did once the other day actually? Oh my god, this is so bad. I hope you never listen to this about the silver fox. Uh-huh. Obviously, like he's super silver and he was like a little bit wrinkly. I wonder if he had wrinkly balls. But did you never sleep with him? No, I never slept with him. Okay, we only cool. just we just snogged. Right, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> uh, secret number two. I have been in a secret relationship with my cousin once removed for months and nobody knows. He is my dad's cousin, but we are the same age. I didn't really know him growing up and we reconnected last year at a family reunion and that's where it all started. We are in love, but cannot fathom coming clean for fear of judgment. Can you just explain quickly, what is the... What is it? First cousin once removed. What does that mean? So essentially, uh, it, like... <laughs> JJ's cats! I love it. Basically, so, it get would your be... your pussies quiet. It would be like your um, your mum or dad's cousin. But you know with different age variations? There, so I've, I've uh, got a cousin once removed <laughs> who's my age and we're really, really, really good friends. So it'd be like my cousin, my dad's cousin Heather is my cousin, first cousin once removed. Yes. He's her first cousin. Exactly. Okay, okay, that's quite close. Well, in a lot of cultures, it is completely culturally acceptable to marry your cousin. Yeah. Second cousin, cousin once removed. Clearly, this listener is, you know, from, I believe... Uh, the UK or Ireland where even the reference of a cousin and lover in the same sentence would really so 
I went to a Catholic school and there was this family and they were like a big family. Uh-huh. So there was like hundreds of like cousins and whatever. And one of the girls, we were like skiing once and one of the girl, my friends cut, she was like part of the family. Her mum was like, they were just like a really big like Catholic family. They were really well known. Anyway, sh- her cousin was like talking about her boyfriend or whatever. And then um, she, he said, she said his last name and it was the same last name she had. I was like, are you guys related? And she was like, oh, he's my cousin. And I was like, isn't that a bit weird? And she was like, oh, my, <laughs> my parents are cousins. And the, his, her parents were first cousins. That is really weird yeah. at home, isn't it? But their, their, their kids had a lot of, like, problems. Because mm-hmm. that close. I yeah. think, like, second cousin, third cousin, like, obviously, like, it gets a bit further away. Like, first cousin once removed. Like, that is a little bit further away. See, I, I feel for this girl, right? Because, I do. It must be hard. You know, I've got a... I've got a a cousin once removed, essentially my mom's cousin because of the age discrepancy between my granny and his mom. But we're really, really good friends, but we weren't close growing up because... You wouldn't be, yeah. We weren't close growing up. But meeting him in later years, we've become such good friends. And if I fancied him, it would be like fancying a new person. It wouldn't be fancying my cousin because I didn't essentially grow up with him. So I, I feel for this girl and... If she loves him, she has to face the music, keep it in the family, and come clean, I think. Yeah, She's I not asking so. for our advice, by the way. I'm just, like, surrendering it. But <laughs> I, um, I um, yeah, I feel for her. And I have a friend at home, and they married their cousin, and everybody says, insert name, Shags' cousin. That's not fair, is it? But second cousin's fine, or once removed. I actually don't know the difference. That once removed thing, I actually made that up, but I'm pretty sure that's what it means. Well, I mean... The royals did it, so they yeah. Then it must be fine. Must be fine. Okay. <clears throat> this is good. <laughs> and my one of my favourite topics as well. I told my husband I'm a virgin, and technically I'm a vaginal virgin, but I've enjoyed a lot of anal sex over the years. As my culture dictates, I'm expected to be modest, but I had a whole life that he will never know about. Wowza, mm-hmm. that is a pretty old, big old secret. I mean, she can't, she can't, she's not lying. She's a vaginal virgin, and that's that's what they that's what they go for first, isn't it? And again, living in the region for so many years, I've heard that repeated to me both by women and men. I mean, that's brave doing up the ass, isn't it? First, first time. I mean. A lot of people find it very pleasurable and basically they have to keep their hymen intact. So did you like when you lost your virginity, did you like did you even see blood or anything? No, I didn't I was a gymnast and when I say gymnast I used to do belly flops (laughs) around the mats and go and get chips at lunchtime. Like I was the shittest gymnast ever. But at one point I actually was quite flexible and I'm pretty sure my hymen broke. Um, in a really deformed way, which can happen. Oh, wait, haven't you got the flap thing? Sorry. <laughs> Fucking hell. No, you've spoken yes, about it before. I did, I taught. Oh, have I mentioned it before? I'm pretty about sure you mentioned it before. dangling flap when I oh, went wait, to the... Oh, wait, maybe you haven't. When I went to the gynecologist and she was like to me about your hymen and I was like, what? And she was like, have, has a previous lover never told you about the little, like, 
wiggly worm. <laughs> what does it mean, wiggly worms poking out of every orifice? <laughs> but she, yeah, she literally cut off my hymen because she said it's very common if people are horse riders or um, or gymnasts that it basically breaks in quite an unnatural way and basically com- becomes a little bit of loose, flapping skin. Anyways, that's off now. We're all good. I've just got the anal one to worry about now. I, I'm in free, but anal skin tag's still intact. Um, Why didn't you just get it removed? It's 10,000 dirhams, mate. No way. How much is that? £1,000? No, it's £2,000. To get an anal? I'll fucking do it myself. I'll get the kitchen scissors. I need to tell our lovely listeners, Fiona is such a dear friend to me. When I opened up about the anal issue... She was so unbothered and unfazed by it. She was like, oh, don't worry, babe, I get piles all the time. And then she offered to actually examine it for me. We were driving into work. And I was like, I'll just look. I was like, go into work now. Just go into the quickly. I'll have a look. And then um, Ruby, our other friend, said she would tie a little bit of... um, You tie a bit of string and then you pull. I just felt like it was taken too far. (laughs) But thank you. Um, (laughs) There's another fact there, Fiona, about... The hymen, somebody wrote in to say that they had their hymen reconstructed so their 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 husband would think that they were a virgin. I think this, again, very common in the region. We're not generalising, but I will say that the gynaecologist that removed my wiggly worm of hymenness... <laughs> Just the way you're um, calling a wiggly worm. <laughs> um, she told me that one of her most common cosmetic procedures, besides from medical gynaecology, was the recreation of... Hymens. I mean, I quite like to do it because, like, say, my number is sixty-nine at the moment. Okay, quite apt number. Except we don't like sixty-nines. So the next guy I sleep with is going to be number seventy. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I want to go get my hymen redone. So the next guy I sleep with, I'll lose my virginity all over again. I'll be like the slate's wiped clean. <laughs> Fuck. And go. number seventy has to be special. Basically. It does. It does. And have then to be I, special. I hope it's my last. I'm pretty sure it won't be. But just hear, hear me now that number 70 is going to be special. It cannot just be Joe Bloggs on the street. Could be Mr. America. Could be Captain Mr. America. America. Oh, should we call him that? Mr. America. Captain America. Captain America. Yeah. That's quite a good name, isn't it? I prefer Mr. Who's Mr. America? Is that someone? What am I asking, JJ? <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is a good one. My husband and I have been happily married for 10 years, and recently we toyed with swinging. For now, we are just talking to people on the internet, but after you spoke about Beast Wife, who is amazing, by the way, who is an open and proud swinger, we looked more into the lifestyle. And we are attending our first sex club in London. By the way, we really aren't those type of people. No, we definitely aren't those type of people. At least we weren't. Wish us luck. How cool is that? That is cool. What what sex clubs are there in London? Well, there are lots of like, um, like underground ones. There, oh my or? god! Do you know what I've just remembered? I'm part of Killing Kittens. Yes, and that's, I, I is didn't that delete my. Yeah, let me just download it again. Um, yeah, the Killing Kittens is the. It's like the most well known one, but it's actually an app. Do you remember when I got the app? Oh my god, I must download it again. Anyway, um, I don't know what the sex clubs are because usually they're like anonymous and it'll be some kind of like group. I'll probably like tell you a tell you a location. My friend who lives here, I don't know if you've met her actually. She, when she was living in London, was like massive into the like sex party scene and was like would do like 
all sorts of like mad things she said she was like nailed in a coffin once and like Jesus she just Christ. had the the like vagina hole and then just like random people would just like fuck you who is this friend oh my god we've got to get her on she's so great good for her um and she, like she would have like um electric like have her nipples electrocuted right yeah okay um I thought I was cool because I was going to say I've got a friend that went recently and they wore PVC and just stood on the side and drank spicy margaritas. They didn't partake. They just wanted to like... I was quite like to go. I think that if we're in London in the UK, we could get the Killing Kittens thing and find out because they send you a notification when the parties are. I had this girl that really surprised me once and I flew with Emirates, as you know, and met hundreds and thousands of people over the years but one girl always stuck in my mind she was a purser which is basically the boss on board and she was the sweetest most genteel girl I'd ever met and on the way back her and I got to talking because I used to like skive and go and drink 15 cups of tea up the front and she was like as normal as just saying she went down for her breakfast that morning she was like yeah yeah I just went to a just went to a sex club and I was like sorry what you've got a husband and you really don't seem like that type of person and actually she went to a sex club by herself and she goes apparently on every layover where there is sex club Mm. you know culture culture Um, i'm pretty sure we went to germany and see she said she thoroughly enjoys it her and her husband go together but when she goes on her own she doesn't partake in anything she just goes you have to dress a certain way so this one she said you have to like you can't wear clothes like if you're going into a sex club you have to dress according to the standard right you can't just go in and you're like jeans and t-shirt and like voyeur on everybody else so she went in and like a, a, a latex thong and like obviously boobs out and I was like oh my god tell me everything she was like well you know it was you know like city bankers at the at the bar you know <coughs> talking about stocks and shares um, here take my water fee no, talking right. about stocks Making and JJ shares and then there was like a man being walked around on a leash and then oh yeah there's just like somebody wanking in the middle of the dance floor somebody getting sucked off like dom and sub and honestly from then I really really want to go I think it would just be really good crack and sex is optional at the sex parties actually I'd be interested to go. I Maybe think I should only go with a friend like you because, like, I feel like if I wanted to like partake, you just wouldn't judge me. No. And look at Vista Wife. We're going to get her on, by the way. Who's I cannot wait to get her on as a guest. She removes the shame and the stigma from swinging, and she speaks so positively about it. But she also is very specific about the etiquette and things involved in swinging. But that's another conversation. So Fiona, next secret, tell us the crack. Um, thank you so much to this um, person. I um I have a feeling that this person has created <laughs> created their own uh, a different Instagram to tell me the secret, but I might be wrong. Um, me and my much older boss had a, had sex downstairs in the basement in work whilst there was an important me- meeting going on upstairs. Doggy style over the printer. No one knows to this day. Oh my god, I love that. Great. That's definitely so one way to this was get a promotion. <laughs> I, do you know what I would to- like I've always worked in a super female environment uh-huh. and now I do actually have I don't even want to think about it oh my god now I've thought about it oh I hate when you do that I was just gonna say my I do have a boss now he's my CEO he's like 60 no 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 I can't oh. even think about that oh, blah, blah, blah. I hate that you're gonna have a sex dream about him tonight I know it oh do you know what I hate having sex dreams about my clients there's one particular client I've like had multiple sex dreams about but he's super hot okay so 
I don't think I've ever. Four guesses also who that is because I don't have many male clients. Um, I actually, so my secret, it's not even that bad, but it's because I had to really dig deep to find a secret that I've never told anyone okay. because I pretty much tell everyone everything. Mm-hmm. So my ex-boyfriend and I had sex in his office um, in Dubai. So he was working in an office building in Media City and everyone had gone home and I worked like a couple of offices down. So I went over and he locked the door and we had sex in the printer room. Oh, yep. nice. Yep. <laughs> I actually think that's quite a tease. I thought you would have had something no, completely sorted. No, the thing is, though, I genuinely don't have anything because I, I tell everyone everything. Yeah. I'm just trying to think if I've, like, masturbated to something weird. Uh, I'm very average. I'm very average with my, my porn watching. I once had sex when I was at university in a randy little thing. Actually, no, it wasn't university. I just graduated and got my first job in a PR agency. And the night before, I hooked up with and went on a date with and had sex with a rugby player from home. He was quite well known. And I was so fucking turned on the next day and I remember I was writing a press release about Heaton's, which is a an Irish clothes brand at home, all very dry, talking about knitwear. And I had to go to the bathroom and masturbate. I've masturbated at work before. I was so fucking horny and I remember talking about an iron wool jumper and I just thought <laughs> fuck this. Went to the bathroom, excused myself and had a wank and then probably went and got a sandwich after or something like that. <laughs> Definitely washed my hands. Hope I did. Um, I've, that wasn't my secret. Maybe that should be my secret. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should not reveal anything else. Um, I've definitely had a wank at work before. When I think it was when I was at do you know what? <laughs> Come on, tell me when you when were I was at where I was. Because I think I was sexting my ex-boyfriend or who was I sex I was sexting someone and I got so turned on I went to the bathroom. Done that before. It's okay. It's okay. Right. Oh, oh wait there's another swinging one we've got another swing on me and my husband have been going to swinging websites we're both 52 and it is so hot i love that I she love is 52 and stepping into her sexuality maybe she's always been in her sexuality but i think she's really jumping in feet first and she is loving it and good for her and her husband <laughs> i want to do that when i'm 52 well i think it's what lisa says isn't it that you can literally have se- like sex doesn't stop when you're married or sex doesn't stop when you're 40 you can have sex at any age clearly there's a whole, you know, category of watching geriatric sex. So keep okay, going, no. people. This one is interesting. I once had sex with my friend's dad after meeting him out following his divorce. It was the hottest sex of my life and I still fantasize it about it to this day. My friend would kill me if she knew. Oh my God. I think that's really hot. I, I hope he's a hot, hot dad, though. Like, I was reading it going, go on, tell me more. Did he tell you that you were a naughty little girl? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did he spank you? I think that's, um, I think that could be the making of a great little porno. Well, have you seen this film? I can't remember what it's called. I can't remember what it's called. This is a terrible story. But it's about uh, this um, this girl and she comes home from like, her school holidays and then she starts to have an affair with the next door neighbour's dad. Oh. It's like her friend's dad. 
and then he's like divorced and stuff and then she gets with the son which i think is really weird anyway the point is would you have sex well the thing is it's difficult now because now we're at the age where like a lot of men do have kids so like my friend's boyfriend has he's 42 and he's got two kids like proper kids Mm -hmm. well i've always had a thing for older men like i said first boyfriend was like a dirty pedo and stuff he actually wasn't by the way i'm just saying i was 17 so it still creeps me out to this day but i've always had a thing for older men my ex was what 14 years older so i do think i have a little bit of and i don't even think i have daddy issues like i've got a really good relationship with my father i just have a thing for not saggy balls just like power you know it makes me it like makes me high, makes me high off the horn. Um, and yet, my current boyfriend, current, well, that, that, that sounds really bad. <laughs> my, current my current boyfriend, boyfriend, my actual boyfriend, is three years younger. And I but never I love thought that, I would I be with great. somebody who was younger than me. I don't know. I, I, yeah, I, I like him old as well. But I've never gone, like, apart from the, I think the Silver Fox has been the oldest uh-huh. I've ever gone out with, 40. And he's, lo- he's the oldest looking I've ever gone out with. Um, but... I don't know, maybe it's because I look quite young. Well, I try and flash myself to think I look quite young. But, like, I, th- I don't know. I don't think I could go... I don't think I could go older than 40. I've tried, but they don't want to go out with me. They think I'm too young. Okay, well, I'll give you my ex's number and he'll go out with you. <laughs> Dirty bastard. Anyway, go for it. <sighs> okay. This is our second... <laughs> I've just seen the last one. Wait, <laughs> you can do that one, so I'm going to lock... I'm going to cause, okay... My ex-boyfriend and I were having a tough dry spell, so I felt so deprived and ended up having sex with a girl when he was away on business. <laughs> I can see her in the background. Um, I was hella drunk and we had fun, but I woke up the next day feeling so sick of what I'd done, um, but mostly because the vag did nothing, it did nothing for me in the cold light of day. I mean, that, I mean, I don't think, if I went down on a girl, I don't think it would do anything for me. But I don't mind watching a bit of lesbian porn. We all love watching a bit of lesbian porn. Lesbian we porn's all great. love a bit of lesbian porn. And like we talked about on our last podcast, mm. when our needs are not being met in relationships yeah. and there's something missing, that's when cheating occurs. So... I'm not condoning what that girl did. But okay, so here's here's my here's a question for you. Um if if you're so when I I remember when I was in um my relationship when I was at university yeah. and we went on a night out and we went to this um we went around to this girl's house that I knew and she was like super drunk and I remember we got there and like some other friends were there as well and she like kept taking me off and then like at one point she literally like pinned me up against the wall and like snogged me and I was like Louisa please can you stop like this is really weird it was getting like a little bit creepy and my boyfriend at the time got really annoyed and I was like why it's just a girl I was like it's not cheating and I was like she keeps fucking doing it and he was like it's because she wants to do it that's why she was like it's not like a funny thing where you're like playing spin the bottle I was like she's genuinely trying it on with you and I was like yeah but like I'm not gay it doesn't matter so like what what my question is is that is it is it cheating if it's just like a fun thing that you just did i mean yes i think it is <laughs> um yeah i think it might be changing like, um like so hang on if so hang on a second because you know i've not been in a relationship much so if i'm in a relationship with a guy and i just like go because this happened quite 
oh, so maybe I cheated a lot more than I thought. Because, like, I went to... So I went to a drama school, so there were a lot of, like... There were, like... I, there were, like, barely any straight people there. But we went out one night to a gay, gay bar, and I, like, snogged this girl who was gay, and I wasn't. And then she asked me to go back to her, her dorm... Dorms, oh, my God. I'm literally turning into an American, talking to an American for, like, two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> a dorm room <laughs> in the whole, her halls and I was like no because I freaked out so that w- I didn't think that was cheating no 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 but this girl mentions that she had sex I think a snog is fine I okay, think it's fine, fine fine okay fine but if you like okay and okay, I think fine. a lot of guys would be kind of turned on by yeah. it yeah, I didn't even tell my boyfriend at the time yeah you didn't so. need to it wasn't cheating love don't worry about it then the final <laughs> sex secret that may or may not have happened to me. I once let a guy pee on me. I do not recommend, but something to tick off the list. So that, this is your secret? That's my secret. I mean, whatever. It's just a bit of piss, isn't it? Have you been pissed on? No, but I don't think I'd mind it. It's a logistic fucking nightmare. You think about it right now, and if JJ said right now, if you and I want to piss on you, just what, what would you do? Semantics. Where would you go? How would it take place? I'd just lie on the floor. So you would just let JJ... First of all, JJ's house has got tiles in it. Just get the mop after. So you would just let JJ piss all over you on the tile floor? Yeah, it's just a bit piss. I don't mind it. I wouldn't mind being pissed on. If If my boy or my partner or whoever said to me, I like, you know, like that episode in Sex and the City where Carrie, like, gets really like has this like huge drama because this like sexy as fuck politician wants to piss on her mm-hmm. and she's supposed to be a sex columnist so she's supposed to be a bit sexually forward and she just basically like freaks out like come on carrie she's just a bit pissed well so he wanted to do it in the shower like come on well to be fair how it worked with me was it was that <laughs> she just opened your shirt and you were like no it was that it was that titties. guy it was the pretty titty guy. Stop it, wasn't it? was the, the pretty, pretty titty, titty guy. guy. And we obviously didn't really have a relationship of any real substance. Um, but at one stage, I did think I would, like, we're in a buy and convert to Islam and stuff for, like, you know, Laura fucking Rooney like, talks about her wiggly worms. Could you imagine me in a hijab in Qatar, like, loving life? Um, so anyways, the pretty titty man... Him and I were having a rendezvous when he used to come over and um, he, I actually, I was so horny for him just because he was a fucking dirty bastard and we had nothing else going for us. So the sex was the clincher. Mm. The sex was the, the thing in my mind that kept us bonded. So I was actually the one that suggested it. And I like was having a bit of role play and then we went up to the hotel room and then I sat down in the shower and he urinated on me and I didn't really enjoy it and after I was quite surprised he actually said to me I don't want to do that again and I went thank fuck but I'm glad I ticked it off the yeah. list I would do it if someone I would only I wouldn't suggest it because it's not my thing but if someone said to me I really want to piss on you it's gonna I, I draw the line and poo I don't want anyone pooing on no, me no and honestly my bowels are so fucked up at the minute if my shite went near anybody yeah I would literally kill, it would kill the family um, on that note Fiona what what have you learned very quickly just quickly before we finish this one how you describe that guy is how I would actually describe the barber. And do you know what the barber did when we were having sex? He spat in my mouth, and I really enjoyed it. Nice. Mm, Take t- it off the box. Didn't piss on me, though. Like a gobber? No, no, just like a little bit. Not like a... <laughs> not, like, not like a... Small, a greener? A greener. 
no, no. Quickly, what, what, have, what have you learned? What, what are you taking away? What, what have I learned from season two? Um, I think to let things go. Yeah. Um, and I think that I've only learned that maybe the last end, <laughs> the last four weeks of season, actually no, the last three weeks of season two, I've learned the most that I, t- I have to let things go in mm-hmm. order for good things to come. And to not seek validation from instant gratification. Love that. What have you learned? I think I have learned um, that the best relationships are peaceful and easy. And the best partners give each other space just to be themselves. And I am maybe talking, like, I think that rant came out of nowhere earlier. But I think um, it's resonating with me at the minute with my boyfriend just giving me the space to be me figure out my own shit and obviously since I've been back I've been catching up with a load of people and everybody's referenced the podcast and the first question people ask is what does your boyfriend think about it and actually given the fact that he has no social media no like he's the most private person in the world he just lets me crack on he's so supportive when we're on the podcast he'll do his best to take the dog out and like you know minimize interference and stuff and I know he's had quite a few of his friends who have been quite negative about that and he always has the same comeback which is like Laura's doing her own thing and I'm here to support her and I will do whatever it takes just to like make her happy and that to me so is just nice. like and then I feel guilty because I'm like am I just a fucking bitch bulldozing his life make like I didn't even check with him if it was okay to do it but I did it and he's just been so supportive because I don't know if I would be supportive if the rules were reversed and I've realised like how important it is to have somebody that's just fucking sound and understanding like JJ <laughs> we and, have to say and, that because he's sitting next to us and the Kingston boys <laughs> my god can we um, share a link to the YouTube in yeah, the, in can, the, the um, can you put the can you put the link in the show notes <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway I know I can't I'll send it to you delete it well Thank you for a wonderful season. I can't even remember the start of... Se- oh, I had just moved here at the start of season two. Don't you remember? Mm-hmm. We had Lisa on. Mm-hmm. And um, and then I went and had that dog walk with that guy and then ended up having an oral sex with an arithmetic. <laughs> <laughs> your, <laughs> your best name ever. Oh, God. Okay, God I've, had some, I've had some right old interesting dates. Well, I really thought I would end season two with a boyfriend, but alas... I have not but that's okay it's okay love more to come in season three for the last time in season two see you later